Hi. What's up? <laughs> How are you doing? Okay, so Pretty you, want good. you want to introduce yourself first or should I go Okay, first? yeah, sure. Um, hi guys, welcome to the uh, Something Borrowed, Something New podcast. This is a relatively new thing for CIN. Uh, my name is Miguel. I'm the film uh, industry leader for CIN. Uh, I'm a fourth year film studies student and uh, I'm excited to get started. Yeah, that was a nice introduction. Um, I am Dati. Um, I'm a BFA visual arts major. And I am the CIN Creative Industries leader for visual arts. And I'm so excited for this one. This episode's gonna be cool. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. We are gonna be talking about the Joker and um, more specifically the colors and like the color theory in film. So, you being a film student, I'm gonna like throw the ball in your court firstly and ask what did you firstly think about the movie, having you watched it like two days ago? What were your thoughts? Um, well, I think I talked to you about this, like, beforehand. Like, straight after I watched it. Uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of the, like, entire film in general. But one thing I will say is the cinematography was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I told you that yeah. already. Yeah. Uh, there was just, like, I feel there were kind of a couple of issues, uh like dealing with the whole thing of because obviously it's a psychological thriller so there's a lot of uh instances where they're de the depictions of mental illness i mean with with any film for that matter that depicts mental illness there's always going to be uh some sort of controversy regarding it mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean in terms of the story and in terms of the uh script the screenplay uh there were some issues but I think my favorite part of it was mainly the cinematography and that kind of works into the discussion that we're going to be talking about which yeah. is color theory exactly. right so yeah. yeah I mean personally for me that movie was so scary like I'm a huge Marvel DC fan like I love comics but for some reason Joker scared the living crap out of me that was a very eerie film and I think the reason I think it's scary was also how do like how do I say this nicely? But when it's when it's something so real, when it comes to mental illness, and you know the extreme like the extremities to mental illnesses, that ends up being more scarier, because um, you're kind of like this is real life. This is this actually happens to people, and you feel more connected to the character. Even though I was like I completely agree with you, I was not the biggest fan of the movie in that way. I really thought I thought that the cinematography, as you said, was amazing. But like the characterization and like being able to connect with the Joker and understanding the depth of his emotions was amazing and like that again goes into like the color theory of it the colors really really emphasized his mental state of mind and all of that and i think it's it was done super well so going into that what have you learned like in film class in general though about like color, color theory and everything uh well one of the main things like it to do with film studies that uh, a lot of people like kind of might not know is mm -hmm. that with like with a lot of the film production, you look at the technical aspects. Yeah. So you look at the camera work, the editing, um, stuff in the mise-en-scene, which is everything that occurs within uh, what's in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. uh, with film studies, we go more into the theoretical um, aspects of it. So we, we focus on the, on the mise-en-scene as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but we will look at stuff like... Uh, why was this particular piece of clothing used? Mm -hmm. Or um, why was this shot used? Mm -hmm. uh, why, how does the editing affect the pacing of how the narrative progresses, for example? Yeah. Uh, and all of these components kind of 
factor into uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned clothing. That's probably one of the biggest, um, like, Green. iconic symbols, I yeah. guess, that we can relate to the Joker. Like, for example, like, going back to... We're talking about Joker right now, but I think we can all agree that uh, Heath Ledger's Joker in The Dark oh Knight... So good! Probably, probably so the amazing. best portrayal of the Joker. I like, agree with you. Yeah. yeah, but like you can see, like they're Huge quite contrast. big. Yeah, Even contrast. The portrayal, yeah, like, the the way that the Joker was portrayed with Heath Ledger, it was it almost seemed a little bit more jollier in comparison to the Joker portrayed in the movie The Joker because of how morbid or dark this yeah. movie was in comparison to the Heath Dark Ledger. Knight. Yeah, and I would also like to like bring in um, Suicide Squad Joker. That one, the one with yeah. Um, oh my god, I forget his name now. Um, Jared, 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 Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah, him. Um, he, that one, I think was, I don't really, I didn't really enjoy the portrayal of Joker in that. It almost seemed a, a little too comical or too happy-go-lucky of a Joker. That like brooding hardships that he went through. That the actual movie, the Joker sh- portrayed. Like I don't think the the Jared Leto. L- Leto. Leto, Jared yeah. Leto, yeah, Jared, Jared Leto, Leto, yeah. Um, that like that one wasn't portrayed as well, and then I think that goes back into color theory and everything. Like the green, the green hair that he had in that movie. I know you haven't watched the Suicide Squad yeah, yet, but yeah. in that movie, the Joker has like this bright neon, almost neon green yeah. color hair, and it's like it, it just it's an interesting. I think it's definitely very interesting, like the way that. To see the way that Joker is portrayed differently throughout different yeah. movies. No, definitely. And like what kind of, I guess, energy or vibe you get from you that get from character. That, yeah. Um, and it's really interesting how like the colors of like even what they're wearing, as you said, clothes, like even the face makeup and everything, how that changes the way that we portray or like view the Joker in that movie itself. Do we see him more scarier? Do we see him a little bit more like... Eh, not as scary. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for exposing me. No, I have not watched Suicide Squad. But, <laughs> but I mean, ha- just like looking from the trailer, you can already see there's like a modern adaptation of it. Like, 100%. I mean, like the, the yeah. golden teeth, the yeah. tattoos. Like, he was a little the, bit bougie. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I have some yeah. Damn. Like, <laughs> damn, Jared. <laughs> but yeah, no, anyway, like, you can already tell. Like, like I mean, we have three very uh, differentiating portrayals of the Joker. Yeah. We have uh, Joaquin Phoenix's red suit and yellow shirt. Mm-hmm. We have um, Heath Ledger's iconic purple suit mm-hmm. which a lot of people like my for example like my uh, like a lot of um a lot of people i know like when they dress up as the joker they go for the heath ledger they go for the heath ledger portrayal it's more iconic because it's is- it's so iconic yeah. because it's so iconic yeah. but then yeah like i mean there was already like so much of um so much of backlash like from the mo- like from the movie suicide squad in general mm-hmm. like i've i heard a lot of backlash like like looking at it from a film perspective i mean and this kind of mostly happens but like when you watch a trailer Mm -hmm. you get hyped for a film for a reason because it's constructed in a specific way but then when you actually like watch the film it's a completely different thing exactly exactly it it, it ruins it yeah it ruins it but um yeah no i'd i'd i definitely say like taking a look at like I think focusing mainly on like Phoenix's uh, Phoenix's Joker and Leather's Joker. Yeah. 
there's like there's like a stark difference mm-hmm. between the two that can mm-hmm. definitely be showcased in like the color that's used yeah agreed now talking specifically about the colors i want to bring into the whole idea of like i i watched this video about um the cinematographer for the joker he came out with a youtube video where he was talking about how they created certain scenes and stuff so i just thought it was really interesting to bring this up and like see what your input as well as in this is um how they shot a lot of the scenes in this like they called it the magic hours time which was and in photography would call it golden hour right um and that golden hour is a time when the sun is rising or setting so dusk or dawn period but the magic hour is slightly before dusk sorry slightly before dawn and slightly after dusk is that that blue tones of the skies where it's not like the sunny blue light blue color that you see every like when you portray it like noon but um that at like 6 7 p.m that kind of that night sky um where they would contrast a lot of the scenes the the sh- scenes in like the sets mm-hmm. with like neon red and neon yellow and everything contrast it with a very dark tone of blue throughout the whole entire movie i thought that was really interesting because when you think about like mental illness and you're talking about i know you want to bring that up in a bit um yeah. it's like how mental illness is portrayed and i wanted to bring up i know this is like totally off the to- joker but um if we look into the movie inside out um where it's a movie literally about emotions, emotions and mental yeah. health um and an animation each emotion is given a certain color right and when we look at the color we think of sadness and depression is blue so it's really i think they did a really good job in really highlighting his depression um and the the depth of his or like how intense his depression was yeah like keeping that consistently throughout the movie the whole entire blue scene consistent throughout the movie yeah um so i think that was a really really well done scene i mean it makes i don't know about you but i do think that like that really played into how the viewer portrays and like how they feel watching the movie as well like that made me feel more scared and more scared of him and a little bit more empathetic, but that fear and that like empathy, that's a dichotomy that was also created with the contrast between the oranges and the blues, I feel. Because yeah. that added depth not only in the movie, but the depth in our own emotions and the Joker's emotions. Yeah, yeah. I feel, uh, I think the biggest issue that I had with the film personally was it was very confusing in the way in which they did the scenes where he's imagining what his life could be compared mm-hmm. to what is actually happening to him. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like, the best example I can give was um, the romantic I- interest that he has. Uh, yeah. I forget what Zazie Beetz character is in the film, but yes. Zazie Beetz, like, yeah. <laughs> the actress, like, whoever she yeah. plays in the film. Yeah. Um, I feel those particular scenes, the fact when he develops a romantic relationship with her, are done well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the way in which they they are implemented into the into the Mm storyline and how they're used to construct the progression of the narrative, I think could have been done better because there's no real, like, I mean, obviously I say this with a pinch of salt because I was streaming it on, on, (laughs) online. (laughs) So I didn't get the whole like HD quality. So I probably (laughs) missed out on something, but from what I could tell, there were certain there were certain aspects that could have been done better and i mm-hmm. think if we were 
if they were to be input into if they were to have done it better through color mm-hmm. i think it would have been a much easier um kind of distinction to make between yeah. the two scenes yeah. uh i feel as if like if it was supposed to be a reimagining mm-hmm. it could have been the the palette that it was used for the shot could have been done maybe with slightly warmer colors for mm-hmm. example because mm-hmm. it, it that could sign- signify more of a life that he uh, imagines for himself mm-hmm. whereas um i think the entire dark tone which kind of reiterates with the entire um with the entire like tone of the film mm-hmm. because i mean it's taking part in i think it was uh 1981 gotham if i yeah. if i remember correctly yeah. that's when the f- film is set mm-hmm. uh kind of like a very dystopian uh yeah. dystopian setting where there's a lot of chaos ensuing mm-hmm, uh the mm-hmm. whole thing with the riots yeah. like the the depictions of riots uh you you kind of get the sense that it's a very it's a very obviously it's a very dark film mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's supported by the dark color palettes that are used um i feel that the re- those scenes of reimagination could have been uh done in a slightly tone. yeah wa- warmer tone. Do you think tone. that the reason why yeah. he didn't do it in the warmer tones was because they didn't want to showcase it as an imagination like a reimagination cuz you didn't we didn't know as a as a viewer or as like an audience that that he, that his girlfriend wasn't real that he was imagining all He was imagining it. Yeah. And like I guess the whole reason that they didn't make it a warmer tone was probably to make us as the audience really get into it and feel like yeah he did find love yeah in amongst all of that like um chaos all of that sadness all of that uh, no like emotions and like what he was going through he was going through a lot he was that, going right? through a lot and to yeah. see that he was like I don't know finding love amongst all of that like I think the, maybe it would have been do you think it would have been cliche to make it warmer toned to showcase that like happiness coming into his life do you think that they did a good job by like not showing that happiness because it wasn't real um yeah no i definitely think that would have been the reason why mm-hmm. they chose not to do something like that yeah. uh mainly because um it's almost as if they wanted to kind of put the viewer into the into the um i'm i'm losing the word now but oh. like into the kind of into the character of the joker yeah yeah like showcasing like how this isn't like an imagination for him because it's not an imagination it, for he him was very he he believed yeah, yeah he he was believing mm-hmm. that that's like and they did what's, a very good job what's of, like, happening yeah they yeah. did a very very good job of like making sure that the audience actually believed that as well i I was very much convinced that he had found love and I was almost shocked that he did. I don't know if that's a bad thing to say because No, no, no. He, I like, I don't think I so. I wouldn't have thought that he would be able to be capable of loving or being loved as a character to see him like fall in love. That was a very interesting scene, I think. Mm-hmm, yeah. Say. That being said, like going back to color theory and everything, I wanted to bring into the idea that the warmest place in his house at warmest place in the whole movies was his house. What do you make of that like? Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because that particular scene, you're saying mm-hmm. that the warmest place in his uh in the entire film for him is his house, right? Yeah. But then in, in one particular scene in the house, he's he goes into his fridge and then he closes the door, right? Yeah. 
And what do you think of that? That's like a big contrast because you're going to um, uh, arguably the coldest place in the house, mm -hmm. which is, and you're, you're sticking yourself in a fridge, mm -hmm. right? So for me, that kind of felt as if, even though it's, it's the, the place where he feels the safest, mm -hmm. he, he feels as if he, he doesn't deserve that. So he goes into the fridge to lock, to lock himself up. That's so to true. To lock himself up. Because that scene, that fridge scene was so... I thought it painful. Yeah. Like, it was hard to see that scene because... And it was done so well. Like, um, do you remember how the whole entire scene was, like, dimly lit? There was essentially mm -hmm. nothing in that yeah. scene except that, like, one lamp in the back, which was, like, orange. Mm -hmm. um, and then he opened that fridge up um, and it was this, like, very strong, stark... Um, it's almost fluorescent mm -hmm. um, cyan blue color. Um, and I think it's really interesting that they also used like such vivid, like, or like almost like tube light colors for the 18s, 80s. Like, I don't know if tube lights were like a big thing back then, but it's interesting that you used yeah, that like yeah. very fluorescent color. Yeah, and, very fluorescent yeah, color. Yeah, and um, like, our fridges aren't that, aren't that blue for us. See, a lot of the fridges now that we have and we open are actually with yellow light. So it's it's so cool that yeah. they used a fridge that was fluorescent white blue light, um, and you, when he opens that scene, you see him and he's like basically a skeleton at that point. Yeah. Um, and he walks and he walks into the fridge as you were saying, and like he's closing himself off, and it was really interesting to see how like I don't know how he. As you said, like how he's like constantly keeping himself in that. He's like, he's state he's basically almost, enclosed. Yeah, like the the yeah. the thing that you were mentioning, where blue is like kind of the the color of like uh, sadness, yeah, loss, yeah. like depression, and all that. Like mm -hmm. that that brings back to why they were probably using fluorescent lights yeah. rather than the yellow lights, because it's almost as if he's entering that state of. Mm -hmm like he's he's acknowledging that he's entered that state yeah and then when he's closing the fridge he's it's kind of like it's kind of like a recognition as in like yes i'm stuck now in this small enclosed claustrophobic space yeah. of depression yeah yeah There's, and i can't see a way out that mm -hmm. that's at least what i got from that particular like yeah. symbolism of the yeah. fridge yeah that's really interesting though like because um oh my god i've like i'm hyper aware of the fact that i'm saying interesting so many times it's um, fine <laughs> it's okay yeah. it's okay it's but fine it is just the whole entire movie is really interesting yeah there, there's a lot that we can pick out from it exactly. like i mean yeah we've but spent like what we've spent already like 18, 18 minutes, minutes just talking about like one scene one, one scene and just like the colors and everything so um i am a i'm a huge Grey's anatomy fan like I love Grey's Anatomy. I'm all for like the medical TV shows. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop you there. Okay. Side note, I I have been shitting on that TV <laughs> show for a while. I and, hate you. And I went I <laughs> went back home. <laughs> I went back home. Yeah. Uh, recently, I think like two months ago or something, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> I sat down on the sofa. And my sister was watching it, <laughs> and. I, I just, like, walked past the TV and I saw someone was in, like, a hospital bed and there were, like, people crying or something. I'm not sure if that's, like, a common thing on the show, but, um, like... I mean, it is based off the surgeons. So yeah, I mean... Dying, like, I mean, like, no yeah. Tomorrow. And I kept asking him, like, what's happening? Like, I don't know, like, what's Such happening? I, I sat down and then I was hooked for, like, the next, like, three episodes. I'm so like, can we, can we watch another? I mean, this show has 17 seasons for a reason, right? Just saying. Fair enough. I but, mean, yeah. Fair enough. Um, so I was watching this one episode of Grey's Anatomy, like, literally two, three days ago, um, where 
like this one doctor is like talking about like pain relief therapy um and she's creating these like different environments and rooms to see how like your essentially your surroundings can help with pain relief instead of being produced like given opioids and and painkillers um and there's this one room that is completely lit up in just flora in like kind of that fluorescent again blue dark blue light and that's it so you're supposed to go inside and it's supposed to actually heal you and calm you down I was like watching that scene and I remember that we were going to do this podcast and like we we're talking about how dark uh, blue tones are used in the Joker to emphasize his mental illness and his sadness. And then you have this other thing on another contrast in another TV show where they're talking about or like in science more than anything where they're talking about blue light and how it can help you heal your body instead. What do you think? Do you think that that was... I don't know, healing as a part of that's, the Joker. That's actually pretty with, interesting. Like, with the blue tones, do, does, do you think that there's a part of it that he's healing almost from his wounds? Or that he's the blue tones are also there to show that he is, I guess, healing from the trauma that he didn't even know that he experienced when he was a child? Or him becoming his true form, his true self? That's actually really interesting that you mentioned that. I think that's the that kind of relates to the whole ideology of probably processing mm-hmm. everything. So it's kind mm-hmm. of going going through a transition. Yeah. I, I'd say is probably the best way I can destri- describe it. Because like, as you said, there's a lot of stuff that's playing on his mind. Mm-hmm. He finds out that he was adopted. He was uh, abused as a child. He was abused as a child. Yeah. He, f- he finds out that um his 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 mom his mom is uh was in a a psychiatric ward Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that's happening to this guy so i would definitely say like that's probably part of the way that he processes everything the way Mm -hmm. that he i think heals Mm -hmm. and i think that's uh that's how we come to see him um kind of uh, kind of see his character uh, characterization progress as Mm -hmm. the film goes on yeah i think also um going back to Grey's Anatomy and stuff, we're just, like, more medicine and stuff. Um, when we think about blue and even, like, in this time of COVID and, like, where, where we're more mm. hyper-aware of, like, medical phenomenons going on, um, we think of blue for, like, sterilization and, and or, I guess, like, yeah, sterilization. Or, like, yeah. not, like, yeah. or, like, sanit- sanitizing something, Sanitation, right? yeah. Um, and so I think if we run into that aspect, the blue tones as well, I feel like I could... I, I would like to say that it's almost like when he's murdering those people in his apartment in within the warmest place of his house, um, he's almost like cleaning or ridding his life of people that are toxic or have hurt him. Yeah. Even when he killed definitely. his mother. Yeah. All of that. Like in almost all of these like underlying tone, all of these underlying meanings play back into the saturation of the blue tones and the, the house like yeah the importance of the blue tones in, throughout the movie um yeah i think that i think that's a very cool realization to have that he was literally sterilizing his life sterilizing his life yeah his life of everyone that like that's a, hurt him that's a that's a really good point and yeah. just to add on to that like yeah. the whole the whole scene where he where uh, his two like um ex-co-workers come yeah. to his apartment and then mm-hmm. he kills one of them uh reminds me a lot of um like the the it's like really that particular scene is like really high highly stylized in terms of violence and like graphic violence mm-hmm. and that brings me to that reminds me a lot of the film john wick i'm not sure if you've seen john wick now you're but, exposing me yeah <laughs> for tats, but yeah 
But yeah, no, like in John Wick, there's yeah. a lot of highly stylized violence. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was writing a paper on uh, kind of like why that violence was very highly stylized. Mm-hmm. And for me, there are similarities that occur between um, uh, Arthur Fleck and John Wick in mm-hmm. the fact that they've they're they've had very traumatic experiences happen to them yeah right and the only way of dealing with that is yeah. what they know which is yeah. violence yeah. so that kind of brings uh, comes back to the point of uh arthur fleck being abused as a kid right um yeah just like a side note this was like uh to my understanding this was like um an alternative origin story for the joker mm-hmm. yeah. so i'm kind of basing my argument on it yeah. being like the alternative or origin mm-hmm. story now with him being abused as a kid yeah he he he's known violence for quite a major for majority quite a majority proportion yeah. of his life mm-hmm. like ma- major proportion of his mm-hmm. life and uh, I feel as if that particular scene with the blood splatting uh, on the walls, for example, is kind of almost as if the art of killing is bringing color and life back into, into, his. into his life, mm-hmm. right? And the whole idea of it being really... Him painting himself white yeah. is kind of acknowledging the fact that he's, he's kind of blending into saint. the bit. I would say that he sees himself as a saint, I mean, there, there's lots of there's white, lots of right? different signifiers that could, it, it could be. It could be that he sees himself as a saint. Yeah. For me, I th- uh, I took it as him blending into the background. Oh, okay. So him blending into into the walls, for example, mm-hmm. and the fact of him killing his um, mother, his mo- not only his mother but him killing his ex coworker. Yeah. Right. The blood splat. Uh, the blood on the wall mm-hmm. is kind of like. It bringing bringing color back into his life and back into his home, yep. right? Mm-hmm. The blood on his face kind of bringing life back into him as yeah. well, because yeah. now he feels as if he has a sense of purpose, True. right? And we see yeah. as soon as that finishes, as soon as that scene concludes, mm-hmm. we see him exit exit the exit his house mm-hmm. with his red jacket with his yellow t-shirt mm-hmm. he's brought uh he's brought life back into his uh, mm-hmm. ba- he's brought life back into his life literally yeah, yeah. and it's like because in that scene he's killing he's killing his co-worker while, while he's shirtless mm-hmm. right so it's almost as if he's he's burying his entire like he's burying his entire body to this yeah. specific motive yeah. Right, he's not covering and up the fact. He's exposing. Himself. He's exposing everything about mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, he's yeah. not covering anything up. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. even though even though he's painted himself white, he's he's simultaneously exposing himself to the world. Yeah, and that that kind of foreshadows what happens later on in the film when he's on the. Uh, I don't know what Robert De Niro's character is, so oh, I'm just gonna TV call show, it. Yeah, I'm just gonna shows, call it call yeah. it the Robert De Niro show because I don't know what his character <laughs> is enough. in the film. Yeah. I keep I forget what his uh, so his name is, so the character's the name is. But yeah, uh, it kind of foreshadows that about him exposing himself to the world and yeah. saying like this is the motive for why yeah. I've been oppressed. I've been I've been taken advantage of. That stops now. Yeah, you know. Um... Okay, forgive me because it's been a year since I've watched the movie, but I do remember quite a bit of it. Um, you you having watched it a couple of days ago, the last scene 
um, where he gets onto the car top, um, where he's like, t- isn't he taken out of the ambulance or like he got into a car crash or something like that? Yeah. So um, he was, he was in an ambulance and mm-hmm. then, uh, no, 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 sorry. He wasn't in an ambulance. He was in a police cruiser because he, he was arrested after killing Robert De Niro's character. Uh, yes. And, and um, he gets on top of the car yeah. right? and then there's like all this mob of riots. Riders. Yeah. Um, and they come up and they're all wearing the Joker mask, right? I think that's also going off of what you were saying about bringing color back into his life. The Joker's face or like the clown face being completely white, what I think is more like saintly, right? And then disguising it with those red smile, the hyper pigmented like features to make yourself look clown like. Um, the fact that every single character is now wearing that Joker mask almost feel like there is that sense of bringing back that color now he has that power exactly he's almost surpassed all of this like negativity or like this hardship that he's faced Mm -hmm. but almost like he's passed it um with his true self and his true self is this this killer killing machine almost like exactly he has the support of people who are actually seeing him and accepting for him accepting him for him versus his past where people were hurting him and bullying him physically verbally all all the different ways all all yeah all that type of abuse Um, yeah no he almost felt like he's never understood and then you see in the very end even though it's like a gruesome like hard scene to watch everyone like looting these places Mm -hmm. gotham city going down to like the shits essentially yeah um but he finally has this um the largest amount of color in the movie is almost portrayed in that last that last scene yeah yeah, and yeah. You, and you can and I can kind of see like why, because uh, there was a lot of uh, controversy when the film was released about how events like this could inspire real oh real world yeah. violence, and you can definitely see like with Where? everything that's going on in the world with all the chaos that's happening, you can yeah. it's 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 definitely a reasonable thing to worry about, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, I just wanted to point out as well, like in that last scene, mm-hmm. you we see him get carried out of the police cruiser. Now, yes. the the way in which it's done, mm-hmm. it's almost as if the rioters are carrying him like a martyr. Like this is yeah. the this is yeah. this is the person that's going to lead us to the future. The great, the great. To yeah. the future. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is the person that's going to bring balance back yes. into such a messed Chaotic up world. such a messed up world as Gotham City yeah. is like. Yeah. right now yeah. and i just thought that that was like particularly interesting because they're putting him on top on top of the police cruiser i i'm i can't remember exactly whether it was the police cruiser or a car i think it was the police cruiser but it's kind of and then him like dancing on top of the police cruiser yeah. is kind of that that um kind of denial of oppression that kind yeah. of denial yeah. of authority kind yeah, of showcasing he's, he's- like now on top of what you consider power power right? exactly yeah. he's he's he the, the new f- he's the new face of power yeah exactly. which is which is uh something that's quite interesting to uh like end on in terms of the film in general yeah. i think i think that was a really really well constructed scene in in okay, that sense 100%. because you can also see kind of the contrast between the foreground and the background because he's in the mm-hmm. f- he's been placed in the foreground mm-hmm. of the shot yeah and you see all the the devastation going on behind him, all yeah. the rioters, yeah. all the fires, everything mm-hmm. in the background. Mm-hmm. So it's almost as if, as I said before, like him being a martyr and yeah. an image for the future. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. 
Oh my god, thank you so much, Miguel. This is a good conversation. That, yeah, no, that I was like that. very, we, very like, productive. Really, like, riffed yeah. off yeah. and, like, went off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, yeah, bear with <laughs> us, guys. This was this was our first our attempt first at, the, at the podcast. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed. And uh, please let us know what you guys think of the Joker as yeah. well in the movie. And what did you think of the colors, what we mentioned in our interpretations of the colors. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, yeah. We hope you enjoyed this. Yeah, we really enjoyed talking. We really we yeah. I I learned a lot a lot of like I'm new glad aspects you this of it. Movie, yeah, finally. I know. Finally, <laughs> she yeah. She we were discussing like one movie to talk about for our first for our for first, first podcast one. and. I know, guys, I know it's embarrassing me being a film (laughs) study student. I don't watch that many films, but I get around to it. Once I get around to it, I, I do, I do find stuff to talk about. So it, it does happen. But yeah, guys, let us know how, uh, how you enjoyed the Joker. Uh, like, uh, comment down below any, uh, future episodes that you would like us to do. Um, Mm -hmm. look at the, uh, stay tuned on the CIN Facebook page, uh, on the uh, Instagram page. Uh, I'm not sure whether this is going to be going up on IGTV. This will be available on Spotify. Yeah. So, um, Last yeah. Last thing I would like to say, though, Just is keep in, the comments, tuned. <laughs> in the comments, we will be doing these podcast series with each industry. So just to clarify again, we have four industries in CIN right now, which is visual arts, film, dance and music so comment down if you want any collaborations if you guys have any ideas of who which two industries you'd like them to talk about what they, you want them to talk about and we'll get to it so yeah yeah for thank sure. you thank, thank you guys for listening <laughs> hope you enjoyed and we'll see you next time